All right, so hello, hello, Dr. Bird. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. We are so, so excited to have you on today. And so we are the Dreamers and Doers podcast. So naturally, our first question is, do you consider yourself more of a natural dreamer or doer? I'm a natural dreamer. Love that. No doubt about it. I, I like to think of ideas and come up with them and think ways to improve things. Wouldn't it be cool if we uh-huh. did this or that? So I, I've developed quite a skill set as a doer <laughs> to facilitate those dreams, Absolutely. but it all starts with the dream of where it's we It's always that what if, up. right? Yeah. What if, couldn't we, wouldn't it be neat mm-hmm. if? So if I had my way, I would only ever do the dreaming part. <laughs> but, you, know, you do have to develop some sort of doing skill set along the way. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So we're going to go back just a little bit, not mm-hmm. very far. So what was life like for you growing up? So I was born and raised right here in Norman. I was born in 1979. So I was a kid in the 80s and I was a teenager in the 90s. And I, I loved it around here. I feel like I grew up surrounded by a community that was strong and that cared about kids like me. I had amazing parents that were super supportive of me. I had a very high-achieving older sister who was an inspiration to me, teacher after teacher, matriculating through the Norman public school system that just inspired and pushed me. So I was a teenager in the 90s, and I also feel like I had all these great opportunities even going to public school here in Norman. I My senior year in high school— I had a high enough ACT score that I could do early entry at OU. So I took intro to psych at OU in the afternoons, so I only had to be at Norman High in the mornings. (laughs) I was taking AP English, AP Calculus, AP Physics, and Library Aid. But it was awesome as I had every afternoon off. Uh So I was a lifeguard at the Y at the time, so I would pick up extra shifts in the afternoon whenever I wasn't around, didn't have to be around the high school. So I, it felt like at a point in time when you, the adults around you realize you're not going to get into trouble, they start letting you do whatever you want. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever roamed the town in Norman with the kind of impunity like I did when I was a senior in high school because I, they just let me go. And I graduated and I went into full-time enrollment at OU with 21 credit hours wow. already underneath my belt. Wow. So I, and I, that is very much a product of the society I came from. So, wonderful childhood. That is awesome. So, uh, leading with that, was your first dream job have anything to do with the dental field? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. I My first dream job, I really wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. <laughs> Don't we all? And, uh, all right, I mean, it was great. So, in the 80s when they were doing shuttle launches all the time, and I, I got to learn a lot about it. Again, my older sister, uh, Kimberly Lovejoy, she had wanted to be an astronaut too, and I basically just want to do everything she does. So <laughs> I got interested, but I really, that that got me into jets and airplanes and rockets and the systems that make those work. And this is back in a time when computing technology was not what it is now, but it was something that was becoming more and more commonplace. Mm-hmm. So I, every time I learned something about these things and just STEM in general, I got more and more into it. And I tested well in math. And all of that led to my majoring, my bachelor's is in mechanical engineering that I got from OU, which I never used because I got into dental school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so can you tell us, that kind of lead perfectly into, like, how was that journey from becoming your very own dental practice mm-hmm. and then moving to commercial real, like, real, <laughs> yeah. real spaces, and then probably, like, one of the cooler places to our viewers out there is, like, those kids— so I'll have a birdie putt putt. Yes, the miniature golf course. So, so how, how did that journey all accumulate? <laughs> I'm really interested. Sure. So I freshman at OU, and I still wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I had majored in mechan- mechanical engineering. I was pre-med thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. 
And my sister, again, I do everything she does. She was already accepted into dental school at the time, and she was going to be going. And she gave me the breakdown. She says, well, what do you want from your life and your career? Do you want, you're interested in the healthcare field? Like, yeah. Do you want people to benefit from the work you do? Of course I do. Do you want to be able to take pride in what you're doing? Well, absolutely. Do you want the opportunity to own your own business and have that kind of opportunity? Yes, of course I do. Do you want to work on Fridays? No. (laughs) So dentistry has all of those things. It has the opportunities to do that. And you get a good work-life balance. You get the ability to own your own practice. Or if you want to go into some, some type of group practice, there's tons of opportunities in it. So I, I focused on that. I was able to get into dental school. So I actually started dental school right after she stopped. So I'm continuing to just do whatever my older sister does. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what landed me there. That's what landed me in dentistry. But I also learned along the way that a good way to generate good income is with multiple income streams, mm-hmm. passive income streams, things like real estate. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I was building my new building, I definitely wanted to build a, some extra square footage that I could rent out. And that really helps pay the bills for the building now because I'm paying it off still <laughs> for a mm-hmm. while. But it generates that that income stream. So that's objectively some of these things, they make sense on a spreadsheet. Uh, you do this much square footage. You do it in downtown Norman, which is a commercial area mm-hmm. that people like to go to. It's this destination. And then you do some things that are off of the spreadsheet, like you put a mural on the side of the building, <laughs> and you put miniature golf courses next door. So, and then the other space, which is the now released by the Recess Taco Park, which is an outdoor eating and uh, dining venue, which has yard games and lawn games, and it ties in really well with the miniature golf course. So, when I built my building, I was required by code to have a certain amount of green space outdoors, which mm-hmm. is this grass patch next to my office that was just the bane of my existence. So <laughs> it was required to have, but nobody nobody hung out there. Nobody used it. It was a maintenance item. I had to have it mowed, and the sprinkler system broke for the second time. Second time. And <laughs> I start to really think, well, I, I can do a permeable layer and maybe just do an AstroTurf down here. Well, wouldn't it be cool if we made it into a putting green? Wouldn't it be cool if it was a nine-hole mini I can golf see the dreamer coming out. And then you go and research, oh, I found this company that makes these pre-made miniature golf holes. And then, well, how else do we really make this work? I don't want to run a miniature golf business. Well, let's make it free. How else can we justify it? Well, why don't we use this as an opportunity to put some nonprofits out there? So the concept here is it's free to play. You can bring your own ball and putter. Each hole... Or if you don't have one, the Taco Park has some to check out when they're open. But each hole features a local nonprofit. LoveWorks is one of them. And it's got a QR scanner to their landing page for their donation page. And people are encouraged to pick one along the way and just donate 10 bucks. That's so cool. And now people use that space all the time. So that one's not really an income stream revenue generator, but it's a placemaker that Mm -hmm. makes my block a little nicer to go to and go visit and makes downtown and makes that whole area as a whole just a destination. Great use of space as well. Uh, Thank you. I love that. I can see that dreamer coming out. Like, that is right on. Like, that dreamer is just coming out. How do we do this? How do we do that? I love that. So, looking towards the future, Mm -hmm. what is a dream that you're working towards right now? So there's no new big projects on the horizon. Really, the dream currently is to tune everything that's in, in place. Mm-hmm. So get the practice running, provide patient care more efficiently, more effectively. We're always finding those bottlenecks, the places that it's kind of clunky or, or hurdles to people coming in. Of course, dealing with COVID and yeah. safely providing all of this. 
The putt-putt course has some upgrades on the way because there's still grass out there. I still never got rid of the grass. <laughs> so, But we're going to have the turf put in underneath the existing holes, and we're working with LoveWorks to design some new obstacles Ooh. out there too. So other than that, the radar is always up. If there's a good opportunity to get into another investment property, mm-hmm. my wife, who owns her own business, also uh, just bought her own building and and just being her support team while she goes in on these endeavors. <laughs> It's all sort of a mix. So I can't identify, say, here's my next big thing. It's more keep on keeping on for a while. I feel like that's that's really, like, comes natural for a dreamer, though, is that, like, you don't, like, have that dream always just set in place. It just comes sometimes. Right. I love that. build on it, yeah. Well, and there's a point where, so there's a really good book called Rework, and it, each chapter is standalone. You can just read it on its own. And one of the things I read in there that I loved was when you talk to entrepreneurs and you get into this entrepreneur speak, they say, well, how are you going to scale? How are you going to grow to 100 locations? How are you going to get bigger, 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 bigger? What's your exit strategy? All this stuff. And it's exhausting. There's nothing wrong with growing a company to a healthy size and just letting it run. You don't have to expand if you're making a good living from it as is. So feeling like that's a lot of where I am with the dental practice. I want to earn my living from the dental work that I do. I don't want other locations. I don't want to bring on other dentists. The time and resources it would put into doing something like that, I'd rather develop more commercial real estate or do some more placemaking downtown, that sort of thing. That's really, really great. Uh, Thank you. So our our main target audience, we have a lot of middle school, high school listeners Mm -hmm. out there. And so we would love if you could share a life lesson that you wish you knew when you were in middle school or high school? Sure. So the, the first one, I, I rolled this one around for a while. It's hard <laughs> to, this is the one I was struggling with how to answer. And I feel like, especially middle school age, the bit of advice is, <clears throat> it's a little bit of a code read for you. So when <laughs> people always tell you guys all the time, oh, just be yourself. Think, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to try this. Just go be yourself. Everything will be fine. What are they really saying? What they really mean, because a lot of people, when you're that young, you may not know who you are. You're not self-actualized. You may not know who your true self is at that point or in that situation. Mm -hmm. What they're telling you is don't try to manipulate that situation. So if you're going in for a job interview or a sales pitch or there's a young young lady or young man (laughs) that you want to go talk to— Go be yourself is don't manipulate that situation. It's go be in that moment and be genuine. Bring what you're offering. Because if you fake it through that first level, they're going to figure out that you weren't being yourself and everything goes horribly awry after that. So, And there's no right or wrong answer to that. So once you start to figure out how to be genuine, you start to really figure out how you do want to portray yourself, how you do want to live your life. One of my favorite analogies— we're getting into some of these long answers, <laughs> is uh, car companies is a great example. So you've heard of Ferrari, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Italian automaker, really cool, yep. fast cars. Do you know what their advertising budget is? Zero. It is, yeah. Did you know that? No. A lot of people assume higher. Yeah. Now, their Formula One race budget is huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's how they get their name out there is by building these race cars, and people just know what Ferraris are because they never have this great history. You never, you'll never see a billboard for a Ferrari. Now, you've heard of Ford Motor Company. Mm-hmm. They have one of the biggest advertising, advertising budgets in the whole auto industry, and they make really practical, reliable cars that will get mm-hmm. you to work. They make sports cars, and they make compact cars. They make all sorts of different things. They know what they are. I mean, they're putting themselves out there being genuine about what they are. Ferrari is being genuine about what they are and want to be. So when you go and to just be yourself, it's go and decide if you want to be Ford or Ferrari. There's no wrong answer to that. And just then go do it. Mm-hmm. 
That's so, so good. I know our, our <laughs> viewers out there, they better be taking notes. I wish I had my notebook out right now. Now, to wrap this up, for our last question, I would like to know, do you have a tip of any kind that you would like to share with our listeners and us um, if they're wanting to start their own business, their own practice? Mm -hmm. I do. I've got a couple. All right. <laughs> so ready for, we're I'll ready try for to keep them. this quick. So it can be very intimidating, especially when you get into that entrepreneur talk, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody says entrepreneurs are all big risk takers. And I think of it a little differently. I don't think entrepreneurs are necessarily risk takers. I think entrepreneurs make a unilateral bet, which is a very safe bet to make because what they're betting on is themselves. Now, to make yourself a safe bet, you need to set yourself apart. You need to be rare. You need to, be, you need to have a skill set that few others have. Dentistry, there are 330 million people in the United States right now. There are 200,000 licensed dentists, which means 0.06, I think that was my math. It was 0.06% of the population is a dentist. It's not very many. Mm -hmm. So I have a skill set that is rare and hard to find and valuable, and it's really easy to make a business out of that. Yeah. If you're going to get into a business that's a high volume that a lot of people do, a restaurant or retail, find what makes yours special. Be the value added to it. You're going to be the thing that makes the difference of if that's going to work or not. If you can make a better restaurant experience that's going to attract those customers, then you do that, but you invest in yourself to make yourself ready to do that. You're going to be the big difference maker. Every investment in yourself is going to be is going to pay off in spades. And at framing this for young people, the exciting news is all of the adults around you want to give you those resources and, and build you up to be that. So your parents, your parents' friends, your teachers, your coaches, all of these people— they want you to learn. So we all, as the adults in your life, have this obligation to get you over that finish line. If you do nothing, we'll still kind of push you along. But say it's a bicycle and you got to get around this track a few times, they'll get you around that track. But if you start pedaling, those adults in your life, they get to just kind of walk next to you then yeah. and say, hey, why don't you try switching to this gear? If you really start pedaling, you know what they'll do? They'll leave you alone, yeah. <laughs> and they'll set up some lawn chairs at the start-stop line. <laughs> and then my boy. <laughs> every, time you, every time you come around, they're going to be giving you the good stuff. They'll be like, hey, at that first turn, turn in a little earlier this time now. And then you're just trucking it. And now you're really getting all of their wealth of knowledge they have to give you and resources. They are on it now. You're supercharged. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're done with all of that— You've invested in yourself. Everybody else has invested in you, and you are a bike riding machine at that <laughs> point. You can go off track. You can go ride it over a mountain. You might have ideas of how to make a better bicycle at that point. And now all these adults that were around you that, that left you alone because you started pedaling, they're going to be so proud of you guys. But that's where you then you become that value added yeah. to whatever endeavor you get into. That is so good. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> like Again, like this is— I, I wish I had my notepad out right now. That was so good. And so before we officially leave off, where can mm -hmm. we find more about your dental practice and Birdie Putt-Putt? Oh, sure. Uh, so I did name everything after myself. So <laughs> if you just Google search my name, it comes up. But it's um, I have Facebook and I have an Instagram that I mostly just, it goes to Instagram, then on to Facebook. Mm -hmm. I'm not on Twitter, but uh, my website is gb.dental. You can always call us, 405-321-2525. It's one of the oldest numbers in Norman. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So I'm actually the fourth dentist to have been 
in part of this practice. So I took over for a dentist. He mm-hmm. had bought it from another dentist, and wow. he had bought it from a dentist before him. So that it's was Sullivan and Dobson. Right? <laughs> yeah. So Dobson started the practice in 1960, and the only thing we still have of his is the phone number. <laughs> but uh, and then he he uh, retired, and Sullivan assumed the practice. Sullivan passed away young, and then Doctor White. Uh, I'm sorry, Dobson went back to school to be a pediatric dentist. That's what it was. Then Sullivan passed away. Dr. White took it over. And then when he was ready to retire, I came on with him. So a little bit of Norman history for our viewers out there, too. (laughs) And thank you so much for your time. And I know we're going to just learn so much for this. So viewers (laughs) out there, we'll be back very, very soon with our next amazing guest. All right, guys, and we are back with our next guest, Sam. Sam is a fifth grader at Cleveland Elementary and joined Loveworks After School Leadership last August. After living in the country and gardening with his family, he immediately connected with the Real Garden team. Harvesting and pickling produce from the Loveworks Garden, selling produce at the farmer's market on Saturdays has has been a confidence builder. And being around the other Loveworks students, Sam became inspired to start his own micro-business with the Business Boot Up program. With the colder weather limiting gardening, he will be selling his homemade hot packs at the Loveworks Winter Market, which has already happened. So we know that you sold at the Winter Market, and I got to see them. They were super, super cool. So hello, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right, Sam. So we are so excited to learn more about you and your story. So what is Cozy Comforts, and when did you start becoming a little more serious about this business? Cozy Creations is a business that I created, and we create natural heat packs filled with rice. We have several different varieties. Super cool. So, like, what kind of designs can we expect on one of these hot packs? Well— we buy different, like, socks and fabrics from the store with different designs, but sometimes people decide to give us some fabric with design or something that they want so you can have customize it. Custom. I love that. So we're hoping to inspire some of those younger entrepreneurs out there. And we know from personal experience, starting business is not always the easiest and that you face some challenges. So what were some early challenges that you faced while trying to start your business? And how did you overcome it? Some early challenges I faced in my business were finding the right price for the objects, having to identify different objects and test them out. For example, we discovered that using fleece, it carried too much moisture, so we decided to use the cotton and flannel instead. So, seriously, you did your research. So, you know, if you're expecting one of these, we know that they put research in it. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... What is one of the biggest things that you have learned about the business and from your experience in in selling? Mm. One thing that I have learned is that people want the lower prices. Yeah. So how did you figure that out? Did you find that out the hard way, or did you do some market research before? Uh, Well, I have just knew that like before, or I joined LoveWorks that people usually just like items that don't cost that much. Yeah. So for our last question, what has been like your all-time favorite part of starting your own business? Hmm. My favorite it's a hard one. <laughs> part would probably 
be the idea of customate, uh, customization, you know? I, lo- I love that. And so, like, I love that your, your favorite part is, like, being able to improve your product and, like, make it better for your mm-hmm. uh, customers. Yeah. So, Sam, thank you so much for your time. I know that those who listen to this podcast are going to be better, and they're going to be inspired by you. went out there not only revolved with, you know, real, the real garden, but you started your own little micro-business then. That's mm-hmm. something so, so cool. And I'm glad you'll be able to be part of that. So, Sam and Grace, that was a pretty awesome couple interviews. What, were, what was your favorite? Well, I mean, I love how Dr. Bird was talking about, like, the real meaning of of what be you means and, like, be yourself. The fact that, you know, we're told this, I feel like, so often, and we're just like, yeah, 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 sure. Mm -hmm. And he really talked about the true meaning and what it actually means, and I love that. It's awesome. What about you? So I loved, like, your kind of, your story and, like, how you kind of got to the fact is, like, you kind of started off, you know, real garden. I saw Mm -hmm. you, you took that under your reins, started doing it. And then, you know, I feel like you were very, like, product of the people or environment around you because mm-hmm. you saw all this going on at LoveWorks, entrepreneurial spirit. You're like, let's get on that. Let's be part of that. And I love that about your story and that we kind of got to see that happen. And so kind of your story shows, like, surround yourself by the right people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love that so much. And the fact that he just, like, he actually puts the time into research his products. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and so, viewers, next week we will be back with two new business owners that will hopefully inspire, educate, and give you a powerful plan of action to grow your idea or business. And if you're here, that's awesome because you're on our new profile, which we're super, super happy and proud to be part of now. Again, we want to send a huge, huge thank you to Norman Chamber of Commerce, First United Bank, the Cleveland County Fairgrounds, LoveWorks Leadership for believing in our youngest entrepreneurs. And remember, real leaders, they don't blend in, they stand out. Dream big. And do your dreams. Bye, y'all.